This is Deep Geek. Welcome to Talk Geek to Me, a voice of the resistance. You are listening to Talk Geek to Me, number 28, Segmented Downloading. Here are the vital statistics for this program. Your feedback matters to me. Please send your comments to dg at deepgeek.us. The webpage for this program is at www.talkgeektome.us. You can subscribe to me on Identica as the username DeepGeek, or you could follow me on Twitter. My username there is DGTGTM, as in DeepGeek Talk Geek to Me. Introduction to Segmented Downloading. First, I have to say that this is an old-fashioned technical talk geek to me, not a newscast. So if you're used to my news podcast, you might find it odd to see me revert to my old genre. Consider this an addition to my regular work. I've recently started a pilot project with my podcast to facilitate a way of getting large files more efficiently with my podcast, but it would be odd for me not to explain what this technique is. I think if you bear with me, you will at least learn a new way of doing things that might be better, even if you are left not thinking that is particularly appropriate to the podcast community. What I am talking about is segmented downloading. Segmented downloading is a way of getting your file by getting pieces of your file from different web servers, which mirror each other with identical content. If BitTorrent comes to mind, then you're following me. It is essentially using full-fledged web servers as if they were BitTorrent seeds. But in order to understand why you would want to do this, you need to understand some things about old-school downloads and some things about BitTorrent before you can understand the why and then the how of segmented downloading. Why not old-school downloads? The traditional way of getting a download completed on the Internet might not always be the best way, particularly for bigger files. We're not talking about the picture file embedded in a blog post, nor the blog post text itself. Those are better served with a traditional download. We're talking about files with a minimum of dozens of megabytes in size, but usually 100 megabytes to CD and DVD ISO file sizes. Think audio over a half hour, movies, software CDs and DVDs. That is what we are talking about. Let's suppose something like a music podcast with a 50 megabyte file for the sake of an example. Now, a traditional download is to put the podcast on a well-connected web server, and then people who want the file will find it either in a web page or RSS feed, and will right-click the link and choose Download File in their web browser, and the web browser will begin transferring the file onto their computer. Your browser's download manager will connect to the web server and begin copying the file onto your system, starting at the beginning and getting piece after piece of the file until it reaches the end. You might ask yourself, what is wrong with this? The answer is that if the file is new and desirable and downloading by many people at once, that the one web server might not be able to keep up with the load. All of a sudden, your 3 megabit per second down DSL connection to the Internet is being used at 1. Your 1-minute download might become a 3-minute download. Now, in this case, you might not care about the odd 2 minutes you lose. What if you like your files in the FLAC format? Now maybe your 4-minute FLAC music download becomes a 16-minute download. Your favorite CD ISO or Linux distribution? Maybe your 20-minute download becomes a hour 15-minute download. Taking a lesson from the BitTorrent crowd, it is interesting to note that the BitTorrent guys have this covered. For extremely popular files, there's nothing like BitTorrent. This is because the file is divided into chunks, and everybody who is a downloader is also an uploader. If people share as much as they download, there is no problem. So, 
What is the basics of BitTorrent? First, the file is broken into chunks. Let's say that they are 1 megabyte chunks. Therefore, the file consists of 50 chunks. If you have hundreds of people sharing the file, you can grab a chunk here and there and your file will load quickly and efficiently. The group of computers sharing the file is called the swarm. Each computer that is just donating upload bandwidth is called a seed. As long as people don't close their clients as soon as their download is complete, they keep seeding their file and everything goes smoothly. What can go wrong? Well, a hit-and-run downloader may not really share as much as he takes, as well as a situation where the file is not popular enough to get a big sustained following. Swarms work great with hundreds of people, not with dozens of people. Enter the concept of using web servers as seeds. A web server is connected in a way that is designed to handle many people at once, but not hundreds of thousands of people asking for the same file at once. This idea uses multiple web servers to serve a larger number of media downloaders at once, a number of downloaders that need speed to some extent and more bandwidth than one web server can handle at peak efficiency, but also handling media objects that are not popular enough to have BitTorrent work for them efficiently. Our example, we worked for segmented downloading. Let's return to our somewhat popular 50 megabyte music file and its bigger 200 megabyte flat cousin. If you have a cheap shared hosting available to you on a couple of servers, you can upload the files to several servers at once. They will be identical files hosted on several mirrors. Let's say you have a server space on each coast of the USA as well as a server space in a European country. Now, if you are close to a server, you can still do a traditional download at your nearest server. Nothing in this system stops that. So, if you are on the west coast of the USA, you can still download a copy from the west coast server with your Firefox and still get a somewhat good download. But if you have a really big pipe to the internet, you are not maxing out your connection unless you use segmented downloading. The way you do this is that you would use a segmented download manager like ARIA2, Axel, WX Download Fast, or a Windows or Mac program that would do the same thing. So you could, to give an example, open up a text window and type ARIA2 space. Then you would get one of the URLs from one of the mirrors, copy and paste that, a space, and repeat until you had the word ARIA2, which is the command, and a space-separated list of the different locations of the same file. In actuality, the command Axel would be exactly the same, but I am most familiar with ARIA2, so I will stick to what I know. Now, those of you who are tech-savvy know about download managers. They follow the Unix philosophy of having one job, which in this case is downloading, and they do it very well. Most people get these programs when they grow concerned with the idea of a big download being interrupted because they are able to talk to the web server and restart a download in the middle. Thus, in a traditional download, if the download were interrupted halfway through, a download manager would later reconnect to the server and say, start in the middle, I got the first half already. But a segmented downloader maxes out the situation. In the ARIA2 case, it first allocates the disk space needed for the whole file, you know, to get that pasky disk space allocation thing out of the way. 
Then ARIA2 looks at the 50 megabyte file and thinks, okay, this is really 51 megabyte downloads. Then it connects to the first web server, asks for the first megabyte. Simultaneously, it connects to the second web server and asks for the second megabyte of the file. Simultaneously, it connects to the third web server and asks for the third megabyte of the file. So far, it has acted exactly like its simpler cousin, Axel. ARIA2 is more sophisticated than Axel. Axel will keep round-robining the file until done. ARIA2 is more obsessive about its connection to the file. Since ARIA2 is also a BitTorrent client, it uses its BitTorrent smarts to max things out. While these three downloads are going on, it's rating the server's performance from its perspective. Then it will use the less loaded servers more automatically. This behavior will max out your connection to the internet this situation gets even better if you have a really fat connection like a fiber optic Fios connection or a corporate Office T3 connection to the Internet. In that case, the web servers in question may not be able, even under the best of conditions, to max out that connection. In this case, the best outputs of the three servers are added to each other. To give you an idea, when I set up the mirrors for my pilot project of making this available for my news podcast, I draw on two web servers for my last web server. Just the other night, each of the first web servers I set up were functioning at about 3 megabits per second, up there in the internet. When I went to set up the third mirror image, where I could use ARIA2 on the server, up there in the cloud, I achieved a whopping 6 megabits per second transfer. That FLAC file, it was moved in seconds, a speed not available to traditional tools such as wget. Not that I'm knocking wget, just they can't do it as quickly. So I end this explanation of segmented downloading with the invitation to you to try it out on my news podcast to see if you like it, and if you do, I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Geek to Me. Here are the vital statistics for this program. Your feedback matters to me. Please send your comments to dg at deepgeek.us. The webpage for this program is at www.talkgeektome.us. You can subscribe to me on Identica as the username DeepGeek, or you could follow me on Twitter. My username there is dgtgtm, as in DeepGeek. Talk Geek to Me. This episode of Talk Geek to Me is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 Unpoured License. This license allows commercial reuse of the work as well as allowing you to modify the work so long as you share alike the same rights you have received under this license. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Geek to Me. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 
share a like, please also like.